Welcome back to a new episode of UFO Encounters Worldwide with your host, Jesse Peak. Today we have an episode that I have been waiting for for a very long time. Episode 13 today will be about testimony of Sergeant Clifford Stone and his place in UFO history as a UFO crash retrieval um, specialist. So we're going to take a deep dive into some of his uh, first-hand testimony as well as his place as a pioneer in the UFO community. So strap on them seatbelts, we're going for a ride. All right, welcome to the show, episode 13. Um, this is definitely an episode that I have been looking forward to doing. Um, Sergeant Clifford Stone is definitely a pioneer in the UFO field and has a big part to play in UFO history. And today's episode is all about remembering uh, Sergeant Clifford Stone and his place in history. Um, he was definitely a highly decorated military personnel in the Army. Um, and has done a lot for the UFO community. Um, so we're going to get a deep dive into all that. Um, so I also have some announcements, and uh, we're going to start off with today's fun facts. Um, so the first one here, we have a full NASA spacesuit cost $12 million. While the entire suit cost a cool $12 million, 70% of that cost is for the backpack and the control module. That's, pretty, that's, a, that's an expensive piece of equipment right there. Um, and then the footprints, this is the second part of, a, of the fact, the footprints on the moon will be there for over 100 million years. The moon has no atmosphere, which means there's no wind to erode the surface and no water to wash away the footprints. Um, this also means the footprints of the Apollo astronauts, along with other spacecraft prints, rover prints, or any discarded material, um, will be there for millions of years. Um, I think that's, a, that's, that's pretty cool to know all that. Um, so if you go up there, you can actually see all the original astronauts' footprints, as well as the activity they did driving on their rovers um, and uh, where they were uh, investigating at. Um, so the history is there. It's pretty cool. Um, that'll never be washed away or never uh, lose track of what was going on. Pretty neat. Um, so those are your fun facts for today. Pretty cool stuff. Always learn something new here on UFO Encounters Worldwide. Um, I have some announcements to make. Um, I was recently on two of the coolest shows that I think are out there right now. Um, Reckless Airways Radio had me on Sunday night for an interview. Um, they've only had one other UFO expert on the show and i believe that was um martin willis um he has a podcast podcast ufo um and that was a while back and now i was the second um ufo expert to come on the show um the host sam was awesome he was very down to earth um he's also a believer in ufos and et which made our conversations go to great places um so you can check that out that's reckless airways radio you can follow him on twitter and you can go right to his page and you can get the episodes um and check out his show very cool um i, I also did an interview with brie and jamie 
Um, their YouTube channel is that one time I was abducted by aliens. Um, you can go over to their channel and subscribe. Um, they have a pretty cool show. They've done some really cool interviews. Um, they've done Grant Cameron and now myself. Um, so they are doing deep dives into the UFO field as well. Um, they have some really cool content on there. Um, they have a abduction hotline. They do bring guests on that have, uh, been abducted. Um, so some pretty cool content. Um, and then I was also on alien girl one, 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 a couple weeks ago. Um, and that's Amy, her YouTube channel. Um, excellent. That's an excellent show. I mean, she's, she's always diving deep into the subject. She lives in New Mexico. So she's been to Roswell in the city. Um, she's got video of being there at the festivals that go on and she's been to the museums. I mean, you can go over there and get all the video footage you need. Um, which is really cool. She put that stuff up there. So she's actually really boots on the ground looking into the subject and a uh, really great person to get along with. We had a great time. Um, so we're hoping to do it again soon. Hopefully I'll be on there with a panel and a couple of her other people she brings on the show. Um, really good time. So I highly recommend checking that out as well. Um, so definitely go over uh, and subscribe on YouTube to that one time I was abducted by aliens with Brian Jamie. Um, you can ask and go over to Reckless Airways Radio. You can follow him on Twitter and get right to his show, as well as Alien Girl 111. Um, definitely some great podcasts to listen to if you're, which we know if you're listening to this, you're into the UFO subject already. Um, so that was pretty, pretty fun stuff we got to do. Um, I love doing interviews and being on other people's shows. Um, the collaboration in this field um, is, is part of the hit of UFO disclosure. I mean, everybody that does podcasts like this one that you're listening to today and all the people I just uh, referenced that I've been on their shows, um, we're all a part of this UFO community um, and we're trying to get answers to what's going on. And uh, we're putting in the work, we're doing the research, um, and I do believe it will be we the people that bring out disclosure. Um, we already know that these things are real flying in our, our, our atmosphere um, over military bases, over aircraft carriers. We have the videos now. The Pentagon has officially stated UFOs and UAP are real, um, and the UFO report confirmed that. And they have multiple different sensors with uh, evidence. Um, so this, this is a real, a real phenomenon. And um, like last week's episode, we're finally getting the scientific aspect of that with that Avi Loeb and Project Galileo, which is amazing. Um, all for that. So things are going really good in the community. Um, I'm starting to see, because the media is also picking up on all this as well, I'm starting to see little ads in different uh, magazines and papers. Um, the one I've recently just seen was in the AAA Roadside magazine. Pretty cool. Um, they were talking about being on lonely roads, and it's always good to have a dash cam so you can always, uh, you know, have, have evidence of your encounter if you ever come across a UFO on back roads. Um, and they can also help you out with accidents because, of course, it was a AAA Roadside uh, magazine. Pretty cool, though. So the message is getting out there and uh, people are picking up on it, um, which is really, really cool um, and awesome. And that's why I do what I do to get this uh, to get the phenomenon out there and to get a, a vast audience and get the knowledge across to them um, so we can get more people looking into this field um, like it should be. Um, so 
that's that. Um, today's episode, I have been waiting for this. Um, Sergeant Clifford Stone, um, somebody that I've, I've read about multiple different times. I've heard about. He's just a big part of the UFO history. And to have all this information and to be able to remember him in a great way. And I mean, this is in honor of his life and um, what he did in the UFO field and um, his mark in history. So I'm happy to honor him today with today's episode. Rest in peace, Clifford Stone. Um, you will always be remembered and always be loved. All right. So let's dive uh, into Sergeant Clifford Stone's history. Um, Clifford Stone was born. Um, Sergeant Clifford Stone was born on January 2nd, 1949. He passed away recently uh, this year, February 10th, 2021, unfortunately. Um, his name was Clifford Earl Stone. Clifford Earl Stone was 72 years old. He passed away peacefully um, at his home on February 10th, 2021. Um, he was uh, preceded in death by his sons, Robert Stone and Ann Nigen. Father Willie Stone, Mother Oliver Kinder, brothers Harry Osborne, Neil Osborne, and nephew Joey. Um, Clifford Stone served honorably in the United States Army for over 20 years as an administrative and legal specialist. Um, he did serve during the Vietnam War and met his beautiful and supportive wife, Anna. Um, he was assigned at Fort Bliss, Fort Campbell, uh, Hananu. Uh, Kessler Air Force Base, and New Mexico Military Institute. Um, so he's been all over the world, different places. Um, during that time, he had received um, M16 ex expert badge, overseas service ribbon with bars, uh, notorious unit citation, Republic of Vietnam gallantry cross unit citation with POM, non-commissioned officers professional development ribbon national defense service medal army good conduct medal army commendation medal the bronze star medal and the materials service medal so sergeant clifford stone was highly decorated in the army in the military um he's done a lot to to serve this country and um that's why I'm happy we get to have this episode today. Uh, moving forward, after retirement, Clifford worked for TMC, the Roswell Mail and Job Corps. At Job Corps, he enjoyed the interaction with the youth and the opportunity to assist in molding the students. He made it a point to treat the students attending as if they were his own children. Clifford's passion was his interest in UFOs. He was a huge part of the UFO community. Um, he did have two books published and spoke at many, many venues from around the world. Um, he was described as a treasure in UFO circles. Um, I don't know how many. I mean, as soon as you start looking into the UFO subject, you'll, you'll find Sergeant Clifford Stone right away. Um, Sergeant Clifford Stone will always be a pioneer in this community. Anyone that has ever done any kind of research into the subject knows the name Clifford Stone. He was very passionate about the UFO subject and claims to have had a part to play in the history of UFOs. Um, and in today's episode, we will be going through Sergeant Stone's testimony and talk about how he was involved in this field. Um, and like I said, today is about honoring him. 
Um, he served his country to the fullest and in doing so became a part of UFO history in and now while doing so. Um, so Sergeant Stone was a, a part of a UFO crash retrieval team known as Project Moondust and Operation Blue Fly. He served from 1969 to 1990, which was 22 years served with the United States Army, where he was recruited for, uh, for covert service upon enlistment. Without his immediate commanders, military colleagues, and family aware of his activities. Um, so not many people, not even his own family, knew what he was going to be a part of. Um, I'm not sure he even knew... Um, how deep he was going to be involved in, especially with the UFO subject. Um, anywhere you look, his books are amazing. Um, the He's been on many panels for, uh, you know, the symposiums and conferences around the world talking about um, what he did when he was with the UFO crash retrieval teams with the military. Um, Things that he saw, crafts that he saw, ETs that he has saw, um, it goes down a deep, deep, dark, crazy world of UFOs. Um, and uh, I just find his story so, so brilliant and, and, and full of information that, that needs to be shown to everybody, which is why we're doing this today. Um, his testimony of starting Clifford Stone today will be on the following topics. UFO government UFO documentation, Project Snowbird documentation, um, his book, UFOs Are Real, um, his opinion on abductions, also alien beings and cattle mutilations, alien bases, and finally, the government, the government release on UFO information. So today's episode is going to be going over a vast topic of testimony from Sergeant Clifford Stone. Um, all of this being involved while he was with the military, working for the um, the very secretive um, covert missions that he was assigned to um, with Project Moon Dust and Operation Blue Blue Sky Blue. I'm sorry, Operation Blue Fly. Um, so we're going to dive deep into that. Um, you're going to, this is all firsthand witness testimony from him. Um, so what we're going to do is we are going to take a quick little break right now. And then when we come back, we're going to dive, I mean, we're going to dive straight into it and uh, go over all this deep, deep, great information of what occurred. Um, and this is all coming from him directly. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with first-hand testimony from Sergeant Clifford Stone. So we'll be right back with UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. UFO Encounters Worldwide wants to hear from you. Have an experience or a sighting you want to share? Contact your host, Jesse Peak, at ufoencountersworldwide at gmail.com today. Hey everyone, it's Jesse Peak, your host from UFO Encounters Worldwide. Have you guys ever had a UFO sighting? 
Go to MoveOn.com where you can report your UFO sighting and a field investigator will get in contact with you and investigate your sighting absolutely free. I'm a field investigator for MUFON in Pennsylvania. I do it all the time. It's a great, great organization to report your sighting and actually get real feedback. Check it out at MUFON.com today. UFO Encounters Worldwide with your host, Jesse Peak, now available on the following platforms. CastBox, Google, Apple, Spotify, Anchor, Overcast, PocketCast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Podcast Addict. Come check us out today and become a Worldwider. Welcome back to the show, UFO Encounters Worldwide with your host, Jesse Peake, MUFON Field Investigator, State of Pennsylvania, City of Philadelphia. So we're going to dive real deep into first-hand testimony of Sergeant Clifford Stone and what his role was in the UFO history. So here we go. Welcome back to the second half of the show. Uh, this is episode 13, Testimony of Sergeant Clifford Stone and His Place in UFO History. Um, so, Sergeant Clifford Stone, upon retiring from the U.S. Army in 1990, Clifford Stone has dedicated his time to obtaining U.S. government UFO documentation via the 1974 Freedom of Information Act, FOIA. We all know that one. By requesting declassified reports by the U.S. Air Force, CIA, NSA, DIA, and other agencies, Stone has accumulated a wealth of official UFO, I mean U.S. government documentations. According to Stone, his ability to ask the right questions from each respective agency is the reason for his success in obtaining data that has been seemingly unavailable to others. So Clifford Stone took advantage of the FOIA request, um, something like John Greenwald does over there at the Black Vault. Um, but he was one of the first to get the good information that was declassified that no one had really heard about. That was another big role he played. Um, so we're going to get into testimony right away. Um, this is testimony from Clifford Stone on the U.S. government and UFO documentation. So, quote, I suggest the documentation clearly shows we are not alone in the universe, that we have visitors from distant solar systems many light years away, that the technology required to do what we always concluded was impossible, we are now working on. The evidence that isn't supposed to be there clearly is there based upon the abundance of documentation that has been released. It's just that the other evidence, the hard, finalized intelligence product, those have not surfaced. Gun camera footage that is known to exist and allude to in all the Blue Book files has yet to surface. The photographs and film footage that have been taken after the close of the Blue Book has yet to surface. These are the things that we have to get a hold of and get it out. 
For those of you that believe that there is nothing to UFOs, let me say this. Today we are reaching the stars. Tomorrow we will achieve the technology to reach those stars. The day after tomorrow we, ourselves, will become someone else's unidentified flying objects. Quote, end quote, Clifford Stone. So he's saying that this is a serious subject and those stars <laughs> today if we are reaching for the stars and tomorrow we will have the technology to reach those stars which in today's world we do um, and he was stating that very early in history uh, moving on this is testimony from Clifford Stone on Project Snowbird documentation quote this document refers to us making primitive contact with the aliens in 1959. On April 25, 1964, we managed to carry on a three-hour conversation, which was the onset of an agreement at a base here in New Mexico. I believe that base was Holloman Air Force Base. The agreement involving an exchange of technology and our silence. By going ahead and not having any interference with the aliens in exchange, they gave us technology and we agree to keep quiet about their presence. End quote, Clifford Stone. So he is right here telling us firsthand testimony that the United States government made an exchange with ET, stating that they would give their high-tech technology to us in return we would keep quiet about them and they would be able to do as they will um, with the abduction phenomenon and researching on our planet flying in our skies um, so he's saying that the government has known about this for a very long time and he believes that contact started um, the documents that he had uh, said that in 1959 is when primitive contact with aliens began and that april 25th 1964 um a conversation and an agreement was was held um at a base in new mexico which he believes to be holloman air force base we all know that one um okay moving on this is testimony from clifford stone on his book ufos are real quote it contains a large amount of American doc, uh, government documents with high classification levels. The government denies everything and doesn't even admit that top secret documents on the subject exist, but keeps them well hidden. My interest centers on Operation Moon Dust and Moon Fly, Blue Moon, or Blue Fly, I'm sorry, which ties still involved with UFOs. The U.S. Air Force has an installation at Fort Belvure, Virginia, which is identified as Air Intelligence Group 696 and is responsible for the collection of UFO data and material. Names and programs are given pseudonyms. pseudonyms. I, was an I was in the Army Counter Espionage Service when the program 
covering Project Moon and Operation Blue Fly began. These missions are both run by the Department of State. Well, that's a half-truth. It's actually defense intelligence which really controls both projects using military attaches in every consultant embassy in the world who send data about UFOs, while our military personnel was and is ready to go in action anywhere in order to obtain any prospective document and make it disappear. End quote. Clifford Stone on UFO experiences. So he is basically saying that that the United States government will go to any end to cover up the UFO subject documentation, and they are ready to go at any moment to cover this up and do what they have to to make it go away. Um, and I thought it was funny how, you know, He's admitting that he was an Army uh, counter, counter and espionage service um, covering Project Moondust and Operation Blue Fly began. So he was in this. He was there. He was a part of a part of what the government was doing to try to cover up all these secrets. Um, it's, it's phenomenal stuff here. Um, the next set of testimony we have from Clifford Stone is on abductions. Quote, we have to go back. To the abductions. For some reason, they don't want people to remember what happened. Well, here you have people who had contact with alien beings who have lost everything. They've went ahead and had family problems. They've lost their jobs. A lot of them become reclusive. They have mental problems because they can't cope with what happened to them. They know that they've had some type of experience, but a lot of the time they would they would have nightmares. They can't explain these. End quote, Clifford Stone, Burlington UFO Center. So he's very, very familiar with the abduction phenomenon. Um, and he knows that people are when they come forward, even even just be even just regularly without coming forward, that these people lose everything because they have no idea what's happening to them. They're being abducted by ET and they don't know how to cope with this. So mental health is a big part of what comes into play, which affects their home, their marriage. Like he said, their jobs, their career. Some of these people end up in mental institutions and it's, it's a shame because the government knows what's going on and if they will come out and okay this, people could get the right help and the right answers they need. And people wouldn't be going crazy. Going crazy. Well, they're really not going crazy. That's the thing. Remember that. So the next testimony we have from Clifford Stone is on alien beings and cattle mutilations. Quote, at present time, I believe that the government has identified several, several groups we break down by EBE, which means extraterrestrial biological entities by type 1, 2, and 3. I think we are about up to seven that have been identified. Well, seven types of space travelers or interdimensional travelers, if you wish. 
when I refer to interdimensional travel, I'm referring utilizing the Einsteinian Rosen bridges for for that travel. I'm going to tell you the situation as I understand now. The Greys will eventually come forth and try to state that they created Christ. This is not the case. They did not create Christ. Christ was and is a divine entity. He was sent here by the creator, not the creator of just the world, but the universe. I believe that they, the greys, are involved with the actual cattle mutilations. Now there are some copycats, and the government tries to get mileage off copycats. And the government may have even went ahead and staged some just to throw off extraterrestrial connection. End quote. Clifford Stone, Burlington UFO Center. So here we know that the government has at least identified what he is saying up to several different beings or EBEs, which are extraterrestrial biological entities. Um, and they're well, well in communication as to what, what's going to happen with each one. Um, and that these Grays that he believes are a part of the big cattle mutilations that are happening worldwide, um, and the government is actually going and and setting up cattle mutilations to make it look like it was real and to kind of offset the extraterrestrial connection because then the people that did it get caught and it's like okay so people have been faking this all along. When really the government's just setting it up to look like that, so the real ones get passed off as a fake. Um, this is some really, really deep information here. Um, the next testimony we have from Clifford Stone is on alien bases. Quote, let us suppose that we make a deal with a group of aliens. Among other things, we agree they can have prearranged bases. We will provide security, and we will not uh, acknowledge their existence to the general public. In return, they're going to go ahead and carry on certain experimentations, gathering various minerals, getting various flora, various animal life. They're also going to go ahead and conduct some experiments or some research on human beings. Now, this troubles us because we don't want to get out of hand. So we bargain a little deeper, and we come to the agreement that, okay, if you abduct anyone, we need to know who they are so that if there's any problems in the future, we can go ahead and take care of, who, of those people who may need medical or psychological attention so we can assist with this. They say, fine. We will provide you with, say, a list of all abductees. Later, we find out that they are providing us with maybe 100 to 200 abductions, maybe every couple of months, because we discover that, a number, that the number is really into the thousands. We also find out that this scientific curiosity 
is also being used to tag these people with implants, and we are not being told why they are doing this. Now, we no longer have control over the abductions. We might even find out there might even be a scarier aspect to it. Let's say some of these abductees appear to be sleepers. There is some type of information that they're being fed, a post-hypnotic suggestion, for lack of better term. But don't think that this is hypnotic at all. It's not. It is a very much advanced technological process. Anyhow, they are being told at a certain time, a certain place in the future, that they are going to be required to recall things that they are being told at this time, right towards the end of the experimentation or whatever is going on. However, alien forces want this to be kept so secret that if you try to pull this out of them while they're under hypnosis, it will cause body functions to become under stress. That was a lot to take in, end quote, Clifford Stone, Burlington UFO Center. That's a lot of information there. Um, that got really deep. So the deal that the government made with the ETs, according to Clifford Stone, is saying that the government wants names and the number of people this way if they come out and start you know, kind of slipping upstairs in their in their mind that the government can get the right treatment for these people so that, you know, things don't get out of hand. But what's really going on is the fact that the ETs are giving them maybe a few hundred names every couple months, but turns out to, that they're doing this to thousands of people and that it's possibly getting out of hand. Um. The numbers, I mean, we today don't even really have all the numbers because not even everybody comes forward. Um, so I can see exactly where he's getting at with this getting out of hand. And then not only that, he's saying in this that they're that, you know, people are also being used to get tagged or tagging people. They're putting implants in people. Um, and they're not they're not telling us what what why and what's going on. Um so the whole thing just can get out of hand really quick, according to uh, Sergeant Clifford Stone. Um, that's, <laughs> that's absolutely insane. And it's the government's fault for going ahead and doing this, if it is true. Um, I leave that up for you to decide. Um, but I'm bringing the information forward. Um, to continue on, um, the next testimony of Clifford Stone is on government release of UFO information. Quote, I think right now, those that are in the know, which is the NSA, NSC, CIA, and the DIA, are sort of divided as to whether they should go public or try to keep it secret. The TV show, UFO Cover-Up, wasn't really well handled. They didn't really know how to go about bringing out the information that they, they do have. The situation is that of a programming process. The government wanted some of that information to be released. That, I feel, is a fact. Now, they took that program from Washington, and they really wanted to see what the reaction of the American society would be as a whole. How we would react to it if the U.S. government ever comes forth 
and states, and eventually I feel within a very few short years, possibly even months, they're going to have to do that. They're going to have to come out and say that UFOs are reality. End quote. Clifford Stone, Burlington UFO Center. So right here, um, he's stating that the government does want to come out with, with little stuff at a time just to see the reaction of the public. Um, and that's they do that through the media, and then they see how people react um, and go off of it that way. Um, now, <laughs> he believed that back then when he uh, when he made the statement that he did believe in years to come, they are going to have to come out and say that UFOs are reality, which just happened this year. And it happens to be the year he passed away. Um, rest in peace. It's a shame. Um, but finally, the Pentagon has come out and said UFOs are real. So he was right about the government having to come out and state that these are a reality. Um, so that is the testimony that Clifford Stone has given. Um, the information in all this testimony is absolutely without a doubt. If it's true, if this, if all this information is true, this takes everything to a level of confirmation, which I think many of us in this field that are really deep inside this field already do believe that this is true. I believe that UFOs are real. I believe that we're being visited from outer space. I believe the proof is already out there. We have the video documentation. The, uh, the Pentagon has officially stated that UFOs are real. The UFO report states that the government has multiple different sensors and systems of evidence to confirm this. And a lot of what this testimony refers to by Clifford Stone has already come true. He stated that they're going to come forward and tell us UFOs are reality. That happened this year. He is saying that these abductions are causing people to lose their jobs, lose their relationships. It ended their careers. This happened. We have documentation that this has happened. He wrote this book, UFOs are real. He knew that they were real. And now everybody, as of this year, it's confirmed that they were real. He was involved in Project Snowbird. I mean, these are different projects of, you know, making contact with ETs, with the government and making, you know, uh, arrangements which has, this has been the belief for a very, very long time that the government is hiding this information and they have certain agreements with certain races of ET. This is what is believed by some researchers. Everything that he has stated here has either factually been, it's, it's, it's become a fact, or I believe soon the rest of it will become factual. Um, I find his testimony very intriguing, very interesting. Um, he's right on a lot of different aspects of his testimony and in his book. Um, so I find all this information absolutely amazing. And I hope you guys did too. Um, I, I 
was die dying to take a deep dive into all of this because for a military person, he was he was a specialist sergeant in the U.S. Army. He was highly decorated, involved with UFO crash retrievals. He knew about the different agreements going on inside the, the, the government. He knew about abductions. He was involved in the retrieval of these UFOs. He knew what they looked like. He knew that the government was at least aware of three races. Now he believed at this point when he made these 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 uh, testimony remarks that dropped to seven. He believes he knows the date of when primitive contact with aliens was made, which was 1959. Finally, an agreement was reached, he believed, on April 25th, 1964. I mean, this is just, it's, and, they, and it was done at Holloman Air Force Base. <laughs> it's just absolutely crazy. Um, he knew the, the repercussions of abductions. He believed that he found out that the military with the cattle mutilations was actually setting up fake mutilations. I mean, it's just crazy. He had the information firsthand. He was one of the first people to come out and talk about this the way he did. He was an expert with the FOIA requests, just like John Greenwald is at the Black Vault, which I give them great credit for doing this. Uh, Clifford Stone was one of the first to take advantage of that to the fullest. And like he stated, that he feels that he was... <laughs> The way he spoke, um, he was just very good at asking um, for the specific information with the different um, different organizations. And thank God that we have this information from Sergeant Clifford Stone. So uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. And I, I just wanted to honor Sergeant Clifford Stone today with this information. May he rest in peace. And may he always be remembered and loved well i hope everybody enjoyed the testimony from sergeant clifford stone and getting to know his background and the, the history that he made in the ufo community and what his part was in all of this um i definitely had a great time today and enjoyed this information and i hope you guys did too so thank you for tuning in to UFO Encounters Worldwide. This is your host, Jesse Peak, and we're signing off to another day. And remember, keep your eyes in the sky. We'll see you next week.